Hey, what's up, y'all? This is OatMilk.co's The Cap, a rap cap of your week in hip-hop. My name is Miss Nia J, and y'all know where I'm from. Born and raised in the county of dead, Miami, Florida, originally. Hashtag that 305. What's good? What's good? It's RJ Levy Chan hailing from Kings County, Brooklyn, New York. You know what it is. Uh, follow me at RJ underscore Levy Chin, L-E-V-Y-C-H-I-N. Yo, y'all talking about counties and stuff like that. I'm going to just keep it a buck with you. What's good, y'all? It's Nate Sperlin. We out here from Brooklyn, New York. You feel me? Follow me on everything at Old Milk 00. O-L-D-M-I-L-K 00. That's we right. are here, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Shout out um, to me real quick because I ain't tell y'all my social. It's at N-A-I-Y-A-J-A-I on all platforms. Uh, Naya J. All right. What you saying, Nate? Get back into your little topic. I, I, I'm done, bro. Right, right. I, I got you. I got you. All right. So this is the first episode. We're going to hit you guys with something light. We're going to talk about... um. Our top five artists right now, who we're bumping right now, who we can't stop playing. Uh, Niall, you go first. Okay, bet. So my first one, I had to represent for my hottie, uh, Megan Thee Stallion. The Stallion. <laughs> so, you know, I just... Yeah. Don't even try it. And then honestly, <laughs> I up from Drake. It's just, is that plain and simple? He he has my heart. That's just what it is. My good is Doja Cat. Don't sleep on Doja. She's fine. Oh, that's fine. No lies. She's fine. That's very interesting. Wow. Love her. Love her. And then say what you want about this man, but he can make a hit. Jacquees. Love me some Jacquees. <laughs> R&B or, or, or what? I don't know. And then. He's the king of R&B. <laughs> king of R&B. <laughs> like he said, a big generation. And um, last but not least, my guest is Ella May. I really loved her self-titled album. It was It was really quite great. When she came out with this, especially with the whole boot up single, so she she came out, she represented. So that that's my top five. Lit lit lit. Um, I guess I'll go next. Uh, first of all, everybody who knows me knows I love Lil Uzi Vert. Yeah. So Lil Uzi Vert is definitely on this list for top five rappers that I most listen to personally. Uh, also making the list for me is Future because Future just puts out great music consistently and. Uh, just to round out that list of that category of rappers in terms of like those rappers that make trap music, uh, Pierre Bourne has really grown on me. His last um album, The Life of Pierre Four, was really great. Um, uh, what's it called? Foreshadowing. Yeah, let's foreshadow a little. That's my pick for album of the year, which we will get into later. Okay. Um, then I have Meek Mill as one of my most listened to rappers. I still listen to the song Championships every single day. It's amazing. <laughs> every single time um and finally because he's apparently coming out with a new album mm-hmm. big sean his last two singles um overtime single I'm again single actually three again. singles um that isn't it great that's such a great I'm, song I mean, and also berserk really again. with um asap ferg and yeah just him and asap ferg how they play off each other back and forth i really love that so big sean stay consistent i need that new album bro uh, so RJ? um to be honest uh Number one artist that I've been listening to, not even for necessarily just his album, but Kanye West, uh, Jesus is King. I don't really know what the album was, and I, I won't really talk about how much I like it right now. But or gospel? I don't know, but I, I've been listening to it. I've been bumping it. Uh, one of the songs that was actually leaked by um, by somebody for Kanye West, Hurricane, that was supposed to be on Yandi, is probably my favorite song of the year. So um, he he teased it really? before he was going to drop Yandi, and then he never dropped it. 
and then a refined version leaked and I've just been playing it uh, all year. Um, so that's my, my, my number one artist. Then I got Wale, his new album. Wow. That's crazy. I mean, I've always been a Wale fan. I'm a huge MMG fan. Um, and I love how they've just kind of come back in the last year and a half. It's really cool. So check out why that's crazy. Then of course the baby, yeah, yeah, uh, go where I want. I'm good. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, billion dollar baby. I mean, he really just kind of jumped on the scene in a way that I haven't seen an artist do in a very, very long time. Just with his creativity, his charisma, and all of that, I just really think that he clearly he didn't just pop up, pop out on the scene. He dominated it, and he showed that he's here to stay, and, and that's really cool. Um, for Summer Walker, I mean, she, I didn't expect this when she dropped that song with Drake. I didn't know if she was actually the real deal, but she is the real deal. For real, uh, Over It was just an amazing album. And I, I think that uh, a crazy future is ahead for that girl. But I also think that, I don't think she could touch SZA. Um, I think I think that she's, you know, kind of on that Kalani level. And that's no disrespect to Kalani, but they ain't SZA. Um, and then I, I would probably say that my fifth artist that I've been bumping isn't even a hip hop artist, um, Vampire Weekend. Uh, they, they, they stopped okay. dropping the album after six years. They so the Frank Ocean was a wait, but the Vampire Weekend was a much crazier wait. Um, and they finally let features and they had Steve Lacey who, you know, has worked with Odd Future and Tyler, the creator all the time. That was really cool. They had Jonah Hill do a music video. That was really cool. So they did a lot of cool shit in 2019. And, uh, they look like they had a lot of fun, so that they were my fifth favorite artists of the year. All right, that's good. And on that note, we transitioned from favorite artists to favorite albums of 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we will be talking about our favorite albums, which was the album of, of the year for us personally. And then we're just going to rip each other apart for it. <laughs> so this is going to be fun. Um, Naya, do you want to go first? Yes. So I know we, we were kind of talking about it earlier, but y'all, I, honestly, I had a change of heart. My favorite album of the year really does have to be Kirk by the Baby. I think, like you had mentioned earlier, RJ, he came in, and my whole thing was I wasn't completely sold on the baby yet. And his cadence, he kind of just sounded the same to me. He showed up and showed out on that album. I was not prepared for my head to be blown and my lace to fall back like that. It was just <laughs> iPhone. I've been bumping iPhone at least ten times a day every day since it came out. So like that was my favorite. He had my my like my good Nikki on it, and it was just like, well, damn. Uh, okay, that's how you come in. I wasn't even prepared, but for sure, that's definitely my top album of the year. But honorable mentions to Fever because my good sis Megan Stein had a whole anthem, a whole summer anthem for the, for her good sisters. So uh, shout out to her, and then definitely Summer Walkers over it. Like those are my two honorable mentions, but. Pulled and came through like that shit was fire. I honestly think that the uh, baby to me clearly controlled 2019, but yeah. I think that Meg yeah. the Stallion is easily number two, and that number three, four, <laughs> five are not even close. Like it's the baby, Meg the Stallion, and then everyone else. But I'd also like to push, um, kind of push back a little against uh, RJ's point about. Meg the Stallion and the Baby running 2019. Okay. I feel like while that was true, uh, I feel like some artists who didn't really get the same amount of press that the Baby and Meg the Stallion did because they're new also could have ran 2019. Um, I'm, I guess I'm just gonna go into my pick for album of the year. 
the Life of Pierre Four by Pierre Bourne is the most cohesive album of the year, mm-hmm. hands down. Period. Uh, I think my second, my honorable, my first honorable mention would be definitely Young Thug's So Much Fun because it was so much fun to listen to. <laughs> um, and secondly, I think it would be Denzel Curry's Zoo because that album was definitely a very uh, I'm sleeping on that album. Real talk. I'm sleeping on that album. Yeah, that album is really good. Real. Like <laughs> Denzel Curry has dropped three great albums, starting with his first one, Imperial, and none of them sound the same. And I think that's super impressive. And I think that we need to harp on that more. The fact that he's so versatile out of that 2016 class that seems to be running everything. That 2016 double class that seems to be running everything. Okay. So I'm with that. Um, but yeah, the life of here for uh I, I'm someone who really loves great music and I love when there's transitions and bars that happen and the life of Pierre Four because it is Pierre Bourne who I would say is definitely a top five producer right now and I don't think that's even an argument. Um, because it's Pierre Bourne producing all the beats, automatically I'm going to like it. But then the fact that he can actually add vocals to it, be on beat, uh, change his cadence, cadences when he needed to, and just carry out the transitions from song to song made that album album of the year for me. Like I could go through it with no skips. It's amazing. Okay. That's dope. No, you you can rarely ever find an album like that. Even even with a couple of my albums, I found the the little one skip button um, mm-hmm. you know, around my way. But that's really dope where you can listen to a full project and everyone be a hit for you. That's dope. All right, so RJ, um, so I think that my I have a lot of albums that I like this year, but I think that mm-hmm. um, I guess my expectation and the execution behind it is why I really loved it. I gotta give it to Revenge of, Revenge of the Dreamers three by Dreamville. Um, I think yes. that when, that when I heard what happened, you know, ten days, a bunch of dudes getting in the studio. Um, I didn't know what to expect, but I also expect a lot of, I expected randomness. I expected no cohesion. I expected a lot of uh, short verses. And I honestly didn't really get any of that. I got a lot of cohesion. No. Um, I got yeah. a lot of people sharing the light the right way. Um, but also it wasn't as many invites that they, they love talking about how they had a hundred plus invites. Um, as many invites as they had, it wasn't like there was every single song was, you know, seven, eight, nine, you know, people on it, even though it easily could have been, you know, all those, every single song it could have had, you know, a bunch of people on it, but I'm glad they figured out how to kind of, um, make the transition work from taking a hundred plus songs and turning into a cohesive album that doesn't just show off the collaborative side that J. Cole wanted to show, but also actually highlight Dreamville because that was the thing that I was scared of the most. You know, when you see all these random artists that are not actually Dreamville getting on a Dreamville project, you wonder how much the actual Dreamville artists are going to be seen. I was very worried about Ari Lennox, but she pulled up and she did her thing for sure. So I really like that. Um, My honorable mentions, I got to give it to Freddie Gibbs and Madlib on Bandana. Uh, They just had one of those classic hip hop albums. I love classic hip hop. And there's not a lot of uh, people who can really make a cohesive classic album and not have to, you know, do a lot of smoke and mirrors. So uh, shout out to Freddie Gibbs and Madlib. That that, that shit was crazy. Um, Especially, by the way, this was a year of flops. I I, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna hold it nothing. It was a year of flops. Or just a year of like turnovers in terms of nobody taking the shot to drop. Right, an album. right. Ooh. 
just holding the ball, 24 seconds, shot clock run down, and turn the ball over. Um, but my last, my last honorable mention is probably a tie between Wale and Skepta. So Skepta is a UK artist. Wale, um, I I love both of their albums. Um, one thing that I really like about listen, I'm an album listener. Listener, I like to listen to it through. And those were two albums that I could just listen to, you know, through if I was taking a train, if I was taking a bus somewhere, if I was just walking down the street, I could, at home, I could wear, I could listen to it in every situation. Um, and those albums were just so well-rounded and there's such good examples of, of everything that those artists can bring to the table. And that's what I like to see out of an album. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd also like to shout out Maxo Cream, whose yes. last album was actually really good as well. Like that album honestly felt like a classic to me. Um YBN Corday's album. Oh um, no, yes. Wait, no, because Lost Boy. Lost Boy had no, I, I changed my mind. Okay, third honorable <laughs> mention. Third honorable mention is YBN Corday's Lost Boy. That album went so hard. I think he definitely at that album set himself apart from the rest of his YBN crew and just as a lyricist, yes. as an artist. Well, I mean, I, he I, was always like that. I knew YBN was going to come in what? and be the lyric yes. one, but I also think that um, I don't think that he needs them, but we will see the benefits of him linking with people that make party music for sure. I think that y- YBN has to yes. control both sounds if he wants to be at the top of the rap game. And I think that that avenue is just perfect for him. Right. I think he got yeah. it. I think we underestimated him long enough and he just going to sit back and does what he, and like, you know, do what he does and just blow up. But yes. Honestly, even listening to the YBN mixtape where they all had their singles like put together on one album, the person's singles besides um, that YBN Namir song that got them on in the first place, Running Off the Paint, that really stood out was mm-hmm. all the YBN Corday songs. So for that to just, just carry on um, when he dropped Have Mercy, which that second verse is crazy. Right. From dropping that to even being on a song with um, her. Mm-hmm. And now dropping this classic. That's all with her is slept on, bro. Only... Rax is fire. Yes, it is. Oh my god. Yes. Yes. But both of them are really upcoming right now. Like they're really upcoming right now. And I really appreciate that we're gonna have a spot in hip hop where you're still gonna have the lyricists over here. You're still gonna have like the people who just make things for cadence and flow over here. Mm-hmm. And YBN Corday is definitely in that list. I'd put him with maybe the young and maids of the world and even I th- I um, think he's yeah, yeah, the JIDs of the world. I, 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 in terms that's of, the like, thing, the bro. That's a, that spectrum. I like I like that you bring up those those artists because I think that he's directly in the middle of that spectrum. But I also think that JID yeah. would eat him alive. <laughs> I, I, I think that it wouldn't be a competition. I I can't say. It, so. it I think maybe for because JID's flow is impeccable in terms of his ability to rap fast. Bro, he might he, 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 turn he, some audiences on. But I think no, <laughs> he's a better he has a better flow. I think, but that in terms if, of like just making things that connects, I think YBN Corday no. is one of the top artists bro. right now at that right now board of education he made a oh song oh my god bro. stop he made a song ybn corday literally made a song about taking a girl to family dinner on thanksgiving and knowing it's not gonna work out bro he said board of education versus like, brown i was board of education left the town fuck a resume or fuck a cap and gown <laughs> bro all right, all right all right hold on hold on i got you i got you, I got you. <laughs> on um have mercy when ybn corday said what do you say hold on <laughs> Why cry over spilled milk if you still feel I'm the real deal? My bitch bad with no ill will and she'll murk a nigga like Kill Bill. Come on, bro. If you if you if you want me 
to bring up bars, we could do that. But that sounds that honestly, we might need a whole podcast for that conversation. But it's okay. No, okay. Yeah. I'm just still stuck on the fact that he said he's gonna have two bad, you know, females rubbing his feet. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I got two bad. Yo, that's what is. What? That 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 song is oh, the Grammy. <laughs> Real talk. That song was such a great. Oh yeah. I, oh my god, that he was so hypnotizing when I first heard it. I was like, this man. I said he's a genius. Um, did you guys hear um Young and May's album? Yes. I I heard certain songs. Yes. Uh, I like the album. I, it was, I thought it was, it was a good. Um, it was a good debut album. I I do think that the my favorite part is that she's not really vulnerable. So her being extremely mm-hmm. vulnerable on the album, talking about her feelings, mm-hmm. talking about relationships, talking about what it's like to be lesbian, like all these things, being able to see all of those sides. I really wasn't expecting that. You know, I expected it a lot more flossing and, and I got a lot more, um, a lot more authenticity. And I really like that. Right. Yeah. I have two points to make about that album. The first one would be just the fact that, um, young MA was able to carry on that hype from her hit song. Ooh, in 2017 to 2019 now, mm-hmm. while also in the midst of that, making another hit song, Petty Wap, yeah. Petty Wap. Or yeah. Like when she, like when she came out with that and that leading into her album is super impressive because some artists like, for example, Ugly God tried to do the same thing in terms of carrying that 2017 momentum into 2019 without dropping anything in 2018. And it didn't work out for artists like Ugly God, but it did work out for Young and May. And the second point I would like to make about that album too is simply that intro on Young and May's album sounds like a Meek Mill intro. It's very intense. And I love that so much. Mm-hmm. It, and also how it builds from being calm to at the end, you have the fireworks and her saying all the profound things towards the end is a really good song. And I like when I see artists able to make a really good intro. Um, I'm someone who's huge on intros and outro tracks. Mm-hmm. So because at the end of the day, those are what we're going to remember the most. And just for her to put in that work and realize that that's something that attention that grabs the attention of the fan is really impressive. I think the, the biggest potential point for young, for young MA and the reason why I'm really excited for the future of her career is the fact that she don't need to go get some features to find a hit. She makes them. A no. lot of these artists need to go spend a couple hundred thousand on a few features so that they can get a hit. Young MA be with her squad just making hits by herself, and that's really impressive. Yeah, 100%. She lock herself in that studio, and she go off, and that's what I really appreciate. You know, the whole you know, idea of her story, like it just, it, 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 it caught me right then and there. And I said, Oh shit, he about to spill some real, some real facts right now. And I, and I think he did that. And she, you know, showed us a side of her that we, none of us was expecting. And she did a great job at delivering it. And it was great. Yeah. Woman rap is taking over real talk. Yes, it is. Oh, Rap Special shout out to Rhapsody. Our good is coming up. Nay has not been able to stop talking about her. He, oh no, I love that album too. That Especially that song she has with J. Cole. I can listen to nonstop on okay. a loop. And also, I think J. Cole is an underrated singer. Oh we can talk about that at another I date. You'll um, never hear me agree <laughs> with you. You'll never hear <laughs> He is, bro. Have agree. you have you heard the song um Sojourner on Rhapsody's album with yes, J. Cole? You um, said it to me because you were like, bro, he can sing. And I was like, no. <laughs> well, I like it. Um, it gives me that his his cadence is just so chill, and I like that from time to time. So yeah, he can sing. I don't care what you have to say. That's that's just I, I'm I'm willing to 
willing to agree with that Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I don't know about Tuesday and Thursdays. <laughs> I, I, I give him that though, but there is definitely some songs where I'm just like, dang, is that J. Cole? And he do yeah. no. So that's a fact. I, I I can believe that in a way. In a way. I, I, I would be listening to a J. Cole R&B album. Let's just put it to you that way. <laughs> but I would, I would point, I'm going to be like, okay, let's see. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's so that Rhapsody album was really, really good as well. Um yeah. Next topic is Um yeah, Well yeah. well hold up, wait. Um what 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 was what was your favorite album, Nate, again? Oh, uh, the life of Peter Right, Ford. I feel like we gotta we gotta get into that. I need you to explain okay, let's why do it. Cause I, I don't I think that Pierre Bourne, I mean, I think he had two songs on Jesus is King. And I think that whenever whenever mm-hmm. you you gotta Anything to do on a Kanye West album that means you being noticed by like the top of the top. Um, oh, but I yeah. also think that that Pierre Bourne seems like this cheap version of the people he produces for. What what what, what, what would you what, what do you say to that? Mm. Like I just don't think he's as good as artists um, as some of the people he produces for. Um, what I would say to that is, Jimmy, and like in terms of his vocals and things like that, right? Rapping and stuff yeah, like I, that. I just, yeah, yeah. Not on the same level. All right, yeah. Um, got you. I, I, I mean, I would say he's average in that standpoint, but just the fact that he's doing it on a Pierre Bourne beat makes it great. So it's like if you have an average rapper coming up right now and then you give him a Metro Boomin' beat or a Pierre Bourne beat, you're going to immediately like that song. Like, personally, I like Lil Tecca. I think that he makes good music, but I don't think he's at the top. I think he's more so average right now. But he's rapping on these internet money beats, and now that just makes a song ten times better. If that makes any sense. But just the fact that Pierre Bourne can sit, first of all, it's super hard to even write lyrics in the first place or produce a beat in the first place. But Pierre Bourne did both in one album, and the only other person who does that routinely is J Cole in terms of producing their own beats and also uh, having fire lyrics. But one thing I would say that sets Pierre Bourne uh, apart from J. Cole is that Pierre Bourne is running the producer game right now. Everybody wants a Pierre Bourne beat. And, like, for example, he had two placements oh on Kanye's God. album. When you're on Kanye's Metro album, Boom and tweeting like, at making... Metro Boomin' tweet at the haters, he's talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> I love Metro, too, though. Bro, I'm just bro. saying that Metro had... But think about it, though. Like, we work in, like, Metro the rap game kind of works in, in eras. He's been dynasty. through the Metro era already. He's in the middle of his dynasty. He's yes. in the middle of it. Right. And then, let's not forget that London... Wait, London just for, um, literally produced all of Summer Walker's whole, whole album. We just go... But none, of them can, but none of them can make an album by themselves in terms of having lyrics on the album as well. Okay, I mean... I, see, that's what I'm trying to say, is that, like, I understand what you're saying, and I do think that a full-produced Pierre Born album is really good. But I think that... Really good, but it's also oh, respect. It's that really shit is good. amazing. It's real. It's it's it's, it's a great. Oh god! But at the end of the day, I got ten freaky girls on a yacht. Like, come on, hey, bro. Like, what do we do? Your Pierre Bourne be helping Metro with his beat sometimes, and vice versa. Like they work together a lot, and I like when they work to, together. I'm not trying to. It, this is one of those situations where I would never try to pit them against each other because, especially, cause I know mm-hmm. that you know that's kind of a brotherhood. They all came up at like similar times and helped each other out, and just like Atlanta, that whole scene. But I mean, at the end of the day, Metro Boomin, I just feel like he can do more. I just think that we haven't even seen half of it, and he was really, as much as he was quiet, he still controlled a lot. 
He still produced for a lot of people. And I think that he was like loading up. He's building a team. He wants to build a label. I think that he re-signed with his label to get a whole like sub label for himself. And he's going to try to look for artists. And I think that once he starts producing, like being on his Timbaland shit, where he's like creating artists, we're going to see like the full length of Metro Boomin's ability. Because I think I proved it. No, I definitely... I think that... I definitely think that Metro Boomin is one of the most versatile producers of all time in terms of just his ability to make any type of beat. Like, for example, <clears throat> excuse me, when he had, uh, like, he's made beats for 21 Savage, Big Sean, uh, Future, like, just that ability to maintain, be in the same genre of music, but still create new sounds every single time. And also, I think his album from last year, Not All Heroes Wear Capes, was a really good album, very well ex- very well executed in terms of the standpoint of having those beat switches and stuff like that, in terms of like from the Travis Scott song Overdue to Don't Come Out the House by 21 Savage. That was a lit beat switch. However, Pierre Bourne does that on almost every song. So who's so who? It's so cohesive. Who's they're both great producers, but I think they're both great producers. I don't think anyone of them can claim that they did that first in terms of. Well, yeah, not switch ups. Uh, I mean, hey, I made Travis popular. Sw- doing switch ups his whole career. Yeah, so like, I think just Pierre Bourne's ability to do that from song to song and take one of the most, um, I guess, one of the most, one of the least excuse me, noticeable parts of a beat and then using that part of the beat to transition into the next song so then the song still feels familiar but still new was really impressive. Okay. I'll take that. Like, everything is, like, it all kind of sounds the same but there's enough uh, separating parts in each beat to make them different beats, which... That cohe- that just mastering that cohesion in the first place is super hard to do. And we saw Pierre Bourne do that on his Life of Pierre 4. All right. I'll take no. it. Okay. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. <laughs> and also, it honestly, I think it should be album of the year. It's just... Better than and also, when it came though? out, too, it came out... Yes. Kirk? I still have, the, I still have questions you about still Kirk. Have, okay, about the baby. you got? Um, he showed like from his the album that actually got him blowing up. Um, Baby on Baby, it was very Kirk was very similar to Baby on Baby. But the reason why I have hope for the baby's career is because he showed me enough of vers enough versatility as a, as small of an amount of versatility that he showed. For example, his ability to change his cadence on iPhone versus uh still being able to make that same, I guess. The baby bop in terms of uh, the actual song bop on his song like that's such a the baby song that sounds familiar i just feel to... like... okay so i understand what you're saying but my thing is i just feel like I, like when you say there's not enough variation i think at for some point it should be kind of come like a signature like the man can't change his voice and i feel like the way he raps really comes from just kind of how he's always done and that might just be his signature like what if that is just like how he raps per se and he can come with the versatility but when you it's like it's very distinctive when that song comes on you know that's the baby song like that's just a fact so i mean i don't i don't think it necessarily works against him is what i'm trying to say i i agree but 
forecasting for the future if you're doing this if you're using the same flow on the same type of beat that doesn't typically end well and what i'm saying is i would like to see him uh diversify the tempo in the tempo in the beats that he chooses as well as the tempo in the flows that he chooses to use um i love his voice i love the fact that he has such a distinct voice you know automatically it's the baby that's a that's one of the key uh deciding factors to success but if you're doing that and people can automatically tell like i shouldn't have to feel like listening to a new the baby song have i heard this song before i shouldn't have to ask myself that question and i feel like with the baby because his flow and cadence is so distinct and the beats that he chooses have the same kind of tempo i feel like i have to ask myself that question sometimes and i think that's a problem Okay, that's fair. I, I, think, I don't think that's necessarily sustainable. I, I agree with you. I think that the baby showed me. See, the thing is, here's the thing. The reason why I'm interested about the baby is that he showed me that he's really smart with marketing. He's really yes. creative, and I think that I genuinely believe that he's going to move into a king piece faster than a lot of artists do. I genuinely believe that. I think that he's gonna he's trying to build a roster, and he will build build that roster with with with, with Steve Steve Forgun of Vegas or whatever whatever you know you know what I'm talking about. Uh, he was on Stunner yeah. for Vegas. Stunner for Vegas. Vegas. I think that he's yeah. gonna continue to build that. Stunner for Vegas is good. One of my one of my best friends, um, Brooklyn. He he loves to play Stunner for Vegas. So I, I've listened to a lot of his stuff, and I know that the baby can kind of corner a sound and kind of create a little dynasty for himself, you know, if, if he plays his cards right. So I'm excited to, for what, for what comes. And I also think that the one thing that I'll say about his, his flow, as much as it might not seem unique, I think it's because he was dropping so many projects back to back. And when he first popped, you know, his 2019 album was popping and then the 2018 album kind of bubbled under as well. And I think that it was a lot of the same sound at the same time. But I think that once his music is a little bit more scarce, a little bit more rare, um, I think that people will start to cherish that flow like it should be because it's definitely unique for sure. Mm -hmm. I agree. I I mean, I guess I could agree with that. I feel like, I don't know. I I, I mean, I feel a little more hopeful that he doesn't end up as someone who was a one-hit wonder and then went away because of Kirk. But I still have like a lot of questions about that, as I do for Meg Thee Stallion as well in terms of, her, all her songs feeling the same. Don't come for Meg. Meg got you. Give give her a minute. She on. She may. Hopefully. <laughs> and I hope. And honestly, the thing about the baby and Meg the Stallion that also makes me hopeful is that how great personalities they are in terms of. I agree. And being able to relate to them and also like, hey, like Meg the Stallion is goals. Hey, the baby's goals. Like that type of thing. Mm-hmm. So I think that also helps their careers out a little bit, and I think that kind of contributes a lot it contributes a lot to them uh running 2019 in a way but i would like to see more of the more of the music play a factor in that i hear you okay but the baby got hit so i don't know what you're talking about that's oh no he do, do Megan, yeah so that's, that's real talk good. I did not expect Hot Girl Summer to be a good song. Like just by the when just by seeing it, I was like, "Ah, they forcing this OD Nicki Minaj gonna spit trash." And then the song came out. I was like, "What?" Here's what I'll say though. Somebody said this to me when that song came out. They were like, "Damn, 
this chorus would have been this song would have gone number one, and it honestly would have been better if it was Drake over Ty Dolla. Mm, that chorus is a Drake chorus. Of the that's, Drake a, that's a Drake chorus, though. That's a Drake chorus. Like I think because whatever Drake does goes number one. No, nah, go bro. One, but that's, but in terms that's of, like for that overall song, I can't sit here and say that Drake. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. I just I'm can't. saying that like. Um, real ass nigga, fuck about a bitch. It is what it is. It's like that's a Drake line. Like that's a Drake chorus. You know what I mean? It is. Like that's one of those chorus I expect. Party next door is writing for Drake as we speak. You know what I mean? So like, I, and and that's the thing is that I'm not trying to say that there's no way that Ty Dolla Sign would have been uh, outperformed. Drake can't actually sing. Like he can't. I don't. Uh, and I will. Def- and I and I will bring up several examples proving that he is not a natural good singer but i do think that the whole aura that drake brings when he's talking about when he, when he's just getting in his bag and he's getting in his light skin bag i think that it's perfect i think the vibe of the song would have been perfect and uh, you know of course anything drake will go number one but at the same time it doesn't like no guidance didn't go number one even though it, like it could have but yeah yeah it, it exactly should've. exactly i <laughs> I listen to guidance all freaking summer. I don't. I didn't, I know it has over three billion streams. There's no way that it doesn't. Why is it isn't number and one? And that's number just because of you know competition and all that. So I definitely think that. I mean, I think that the song was and Old Town Road was yeah, on the run at the time no, too. Old, Old Town Road literally kind of stopped a lot of songs from getting their first. Yeah, shout out to Lil Nas when he broke history. He like the longest ever. Now he he not tied no more. Longest ever of history. Yep. Also, hot take. I think if more tier A artists. Drop um al- dropped albums this year. Old Town Road wouldn't have been as big as big as it was. I wouldn't disagree with that, but they didn't, so it was. Period. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but I'm just saying, if a Rihanna album came like in June, oh, and then like, a Kendrick album Rihanna came in like July, I'm- we're not we're not talking about Old Town Road the same way. We're just not. No, I agree. I I would agree, but tell Rihanna to to start making an album then. <laughs> like, no, you tell Rihanna to start making an album. You don't want to buy an old Fenty. <laughs> Listen, I love you. You can't come to that. <laughs> There'll be no ish talking of Rihanna besides me. Oh no, not at all. We love a we love a queen who's successful. Yes, we do. Got to. Got to. All right. Next topic. Let's let's get into our most our what most we're hype about for um, next year. Our things. Yeah, um, that. Sorry, guys. Uh, I had a brain fart. Naya, you want to start? <laughs> yes, honestly, truly, y'all like no other. I'm really, actually, really, really, really excited for uh, Issa Rae's new music Ooh. label, The Radio. She, wow. Like, first of all, she came out of nowhere with the money move and just laid it on us. I said, what is this? And she came out um, with the whole artist, uh, T-Mar, uh, like T-E-A, like, you know, T-whatever, T-Mar. Um, I think I've seen her name on some things, actually. Huh? I think I've seen her name on some things, actually. Exactly. So she she's becoming, she first kind of saw her with her first song one job which got like 1.2 million streams um originally and she was like okay so he, she took this on they dropped like kind of love and you know she haitian american i'm from miami so i i f with my souls so that's my girl and she had um, on there too she's also from miami so i just thought it was a great way to introduce so uh, these beautiful black females in, in the game and wow what a way to do it Issa. that's crazy so i'm really looking forward to everything she got going on there and the more artists that she's going to be introducing on her label. Oh, I'm, a, I'm excited. Uh, I definitely think that Issa Rae, I love Issa Rae. Um, I don't know if you guys have 
HBO, but if you have access to HBO, please, 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 please watch Black Lady Sketch Show. It is going to be yes. the best oh, yes. sketch show that we've ever seen. I don't know yes. why they didn't do this earlier, but I'm glad some just <laughs> got together and dropped that show because that that show is crazy. I know Issa did a lot more behind the scenes, but she also had some sketches for herself. And I and I know that that show is just gonna blow up. They need to not just do six episodes. That was not enough. Um, also, shout out Quinta. But I also am a little bit shook. I'm a huge Insecure fan. And I also know that Issa Rae, uh, I think that Issa Rae is just one of the best writers in TV show right now. And I'm shook, mm-hmm. you know, when, when he, a lot of us, I, I learned the hard way with Kanye, is that no matter how genius, talented, whatever these people say they are or prove that they are, doing, like trying to, you know, control a bunch of corporations at the same time is very difficult. Yes. Yes. Insecure, you know, already they took a whole break. And, you know, it's a whole time and she's taking time off from the show. Clearly, this is the reason why she was, you know, she had other goals and other moves that she wanted to make. Um, And I'm just kind of, I'm shook because I think that, you know, I've seen it out of rappers, rappers starting labels. And the biggest reason why their labels don't pop off is because they don't give the energy and effort and attention to it. There's a, think about OVO artists, name an OVO artist that actually popped. Like Party Next Door popped as a songwriter. Can't do it. Don't tell me he put, don't, if you can name like five hits from him, maybe we can talk. But at the end of the day, I mean, 21 Savage was supposed to be on OPO and Drake did not help him. The weekend had to leave before he started getting successful. What's he really on OVO? Like, I, I, it, like a little bit. I don't, I don't really know what the details were, but he, I mean, they were, remember when Sneakin' came out and, you know, he was, yeah, I he, love, that was at the song. time he was toting him around as an artist. Um, but, I, you know, I think that, it's one of those things where we going to see if Issa Rae has the ability um, to kind of balance, you know, her TV stuff and her music. I mean, I know that she's going to do whatever she wants to do, and I think that she'll do whatever she yeah. wants to do very well. But I got to see, because I, I know that in music, especially when you don't have the connections of like a big label, you got to put in 150% to get your artist the looks on the radio and stuff like that so that they can go number one and they can get all those success and get all those streams. And, um, but even then, I think a big part of that is just hiring the yeah, right for people. Sure. It's not just contacting on labels. So I feel like she's definitely going to have really top label executives running the company. And she's probably going to chime in for creative stuff and executive orders. Other than that, I think her label will be completely fine if she, you know, hired the right people to lead and direct that team. Absolutely, for sure. I think she's de- it's definitely possible. And I think she's the one to do it if it is to be done. Thanks. Um, I guess I'll go next with my greatest with my hopes for twenty twenty. Um, albums just no one t- from tier A in hip hop has dropped really besides maybe arguably Young Thug this year, and I would like to. I'm excited for the new Kendrick album, the new um the new Meek Mill album that might be coming possibly the new Big Sean album which we don't know when it's dropping but when it is when it does drop. It will be fire. Um, just excited for that. Excited for Eternal A Take, hopefully, to finally drop. Whole lot of red to finally drop. Just um, excited for a lot of new albums. Yeah. Uh, who, That's really who my hope for 2020. Think, um, we'll have the better album, Lil Uzi Vert or Playboy Cardi. You think uh, Uzi? Uzi. No contest. No contest. I love Playboy Cardi so much, but Uzi is definitely way more 
versatile than Playboy Cardi. We have no idea what this album is going to sound like, but we know what this album is. This album is going to be good from Lil Uzi Vert. Yes. But I feel like with Playboy Cardi, by now you kind of know what a Playboy Cardi album sounds like. Not saying that he should keep it and try something else because like that's what we like from him. But we kind of know what it's going to sound like. Yes, 100% agree. All right, so for me, the thing I'm looking uh, the most forward to, I was going to say TDE. You you named some you named uh, Kendrick and I think you know I could I could easily say TDE and talk about how much these yeah. very um, already established artists like SZA and and Kendrick how I'm, I'm excited for them to drop but to be honest Absol too I'm, oh and Absol of course I'm gonna cut that because I think that we all know that that's gonna be fire when it comes in 2020 I am very mm-hmm. very. I'm highly anticipating Tierra Wax debut album. Oh, oh I yes. I don't know. Agreed. Black Girl was, yes. was amazing. But two, the songs were too it, short. I mean, she me. one minute, 15 songs, one minute each. She showed us she can do literally anything. She can wrap your favorite rapper on the table. Wow. She can make a banger. She can make yeah. a dance hit. It's one of those things where you don't see artists... Have you have that versatility so early? Um, no, and and she dropped. She she had a whole thing where she dropped like five singles. She had like a whole single per week thing that she did. And Rihanna was like playing her singles on her Instagram and all that. Um, I remember Cardi B. She was yelling at uh, Jermaine Dupri because Jermaine Dupri did a made a really dumb comment talking about how all the female artists that are popping are only talking about their body and sex, which is just very not true, JD. If you listen to any music, Jermaine Dupree, and you weren't stuck in 2005, you would know exactly what the fuck is going on. Um, Tierra Wack is really, really, really putting herself in a really good position, and she's not dropping music in a way that um, gets the attention that I thought she was, but it's clear that she's hungry. And when you see artists that are hungry, um, that's all you can really ask for. That being said, honorable mention, gotta be Ghetto Saga. Saba, uh, no name, and Smino in a group. Yeah, are you kidding me, man? This <laughs> man's gonna go off for seventy-two and group. ten. Like, these they're gonna they're gonna break every record in the book. It's one of those things where you you kind of know just by the music that they make, they're not gonna be making number one albums. I, or they're not. Yeah, they're not. They're not gonna be making those yeah. those albums that are on the Billboard charts. But you know that they're so talented and their chemistry is so amazing that whatever they do, whatever song they make is just going to be fire because it's also like a, a competition, just like Wu-Tang. You know, you don't want to get outwrapped. They can all rap. They can all sing and do all those yeah. things and they're going to push each other to be the greatest they can be. So I think that that it's they're They're, they're going to be like the soulful Migos. Like it's going to be crazy when they drop their first project. And I'm very excited for what they have to, in the future. Facts. I agree. 100%. Yep. All right. Well, RJ, do you want to wrap it up All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of our first episode. This is the pilot, Old Milk. Um, I'm RJ. Episode zero. And Nate, this is The Cat, Aaron Weekly on a streaming service near you. And we out. Facts. Don't forget, it's all opinion. Bye, guys.